2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right,
3: Payne and Pendergast. This is a, actually, this text is a good lead into what we're about to talk about here. D'Amico Ryan's commented about wide receivers and what they look for yesterday. We just got done talking about Derrick Henry and Saquon Barkley, two big names on the board for the Texans. A lot of you want Saquon Barkley. Um, Seth put together, I thought, a really good argument on Derrick Henry over Saquon Barkley. And part of that was that, yeah, Derrick Henry's 30, but he fits more into that anomaly category of 30-year-old yeah. running backs that Peterson, Frank Gore, um, Curtis Martin fit into. Text message. I'm with you, but can you at least acknowledge that Mike Evans is the same sort of anomaly? Okay, so I, Ben, can we acknowledge? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to acknowledge.
0: Acknowledge me.
3: I'll acknowledge the same sort of anomaly. It's the contract.
4: Right. Right. Well, it's, it's more than just that. It's, um, like first and foremost, it's the position just in that because there are, as I've pointed out multiple times, right now, currently on the Texans depth chart, there are 10 positions that have no starter. And I don't, in most of those, I don't think the Texans feel comfortable with the backup becoming the starter. In many of those positions, there's no backup either running back the only running back on the on the roster is Damian Pierce. So, like you're going to have to fill some of these positions. Wide receiver, even though look, I'm never going to argue that it's not great to have more wide receivers. And Landry made the good point yesterday that hey, the, both those wide receivers have been injured in the last couple years. Um but in terms of where you're spending and uh, with your needs, it's just it's it's trumped by all those other needs for me. And then Sure. The age is, the age is less of a factor with Mike Evans. Um, but he's going to get paid. I think, I, I think he's going to get paid like a younger receiver. And age is less of a factor for wide receivers. It's still a factor. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's less of a factor for wide receivers than it is for running backs. Yeah. Yeah. There's many more examples of, um, guys like Mike, which is why he's probably going to get a pretty lucrative contract. So yeah, part of my argument for Derrick Henry is that I think there's a discount that's going to be baked into, whichever deals you have to compete. Yeah, with.
3: you're going to be shopping in a different aisle if you're shopping for Mike Evans than if yeah. you're shopping for Derrick Henry. That's just the bottom line. But, yes, we'll acknowledge, like, physically, both guys are freaky. No, no And Mike Evans is the model of consistency. Thousand yards at least every. He's between 1, a 1,400 yards every year of his career.
4: And, and that's where again though too, like I I'm accounting for age with Derrick Henry and that. Like I don't want to give him a four year contract. Of course not. <laughs> you know. So that's a as as impressive as I am with Mike Evans. It's yeah. It's like age thirty one and thirty two where even that's when it really falls off, even amongst the outliers. So, there's some risk there, and that's where the short-term deal really matters more than anything else.
3: Here's D'Amico Ryans yesterday, asked uh, what are you looking for in wide receivers? With the receiver position, we're looking for guys who are separators, right? Who can separate? Who can find a way to get open, right? And if you have that one redeeming quality that you can separate, right, that's what we're looking for. Especially that shows up on third down, right? How do you win third down? How do you stay on the field as an offense, right, and continue to produce uh and move the ball down the field, it's about third now, right? And being able to convert. And the way you convert is guys who are savvy enough to find a way to always get open.
4: Uh, okay, so no DeAndre Hopkins is what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. DeAndre's still very DeAndre's still productive, but not separation not as strong not suit. Not a big yeah.
3: not not a strong suit. Okay, so so does that does that speak to any of the? Uh, I, I don't have all those separation stats in front of me and whatnot. Like, is it, is there anything you heard there, Seth, where you, it, it colors your wide receiver view and free agency at all with Mike Evans or anybody else? I didn't,
4: at first, it did, and I started thinking about like, well, okay, who are the speediest guys out there? And uh, the the problem is that it's also. You know, truth be told, it's not all about speed with getting separation. It's about route running too. Um, so, as far as like would it, like Mike Evans, obviously, would be fine. Marquise Brown, like, uh, is, is it Calvin Ridley if he makes it to free agency? I don't think it really tips his hand. Like any, almost by definition, anybody who isn't like uh, a DeAndre Hopkins type. Uh, that you're going after is going to create good separation. Yeah,
3: and I, and I wonder, too, I mean, it's, it's a blanket answer as to what they look for philosophically yeah. as a team. I wonder if in his head D'Amico is thinking more about the draft than free agency in answering the question because he's standing there at the combine answering the question. And I, when I hear that, I think to myself, I think more probably of the draft than I do the combine in that I think that answer is basically like, look, you may have some teams that philosophically they've got dimensions that they look for in receivers for certain yeah. roles. Like, uh, you know, they'll – the answer to that question would be something about size or speed or something else. and that answer to me says Demico's not married to any 40 times or heights or I think Tank Dell's an example of that honestly. you well, know
4: yeah, especially when it comes to body type and you know the old perception would be, oh they want big physical receivers, which they do. But there's plenty of examples of, well, like with Gary Kubiak, they love David Anderson because he was a speedy little dude. Yep. You know, um, they don't they don't need everybody to look like Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel. Yeah. So it's more of a matter of, yeah, they'll they're gonna look at separation first and foremost. However, a guy comes by it and then worry about all the other stuff secondarily. With it's it's funny too with Tank Dell. If you go back to this time last year, it was like obvious that Tank Dell had the athleticism and the ability as a wide receiver. It's important to remember, though, that it was still a projection that he'd be able to do it on the NFL level and that his size wouldn't be an issue. Because he did have to learn, you know, he had to learn from training camp in those first few weeks exactly how to get open versus press, how to handle some of the more physical stuff. There were times during training camp where you'd look up and you'd be like, man, Tanks, tanks laying on the ground underneath some nondescript cornerback. I don't even know who that guy is, but he's on the ground. Um, like, it, so it's not such a slam dunk. I think it's easy to look back and say, "Well, yeah, look at his college film. Of course he was going to be awesome in the NFL." Like, so, and, and I think that's a credit to both Casario and D'Amico that they're willing to take that gamble on somebody that was going to have to show that he could overcome those size disadvantages uh, to to be able to utilize his speed. And, and Tank Dell did that.
0: Yep
2: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over twenty-eight million drivers who trust Progressive, Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Price and Coverage Match Limited by State Law.
3: Um, all right, payne and pendergast with you here on a um on a Wednesday. We know last week Johnny Manziel did a sit-down with Shannon Sharp on Club Shay Shay. It's where we got our new favorite hotkey from Shannon Sharp, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um Among the things Johnny Manziel talked about was Brian Hoyer. When he was a rookie, Johnny Manziel, he was in a quarterback room with former Texans quarterback Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer would become the starter for the Texans the following season in 2015. But in 2014, they shared a quarterback room in Cleveland together, and Johnny Manziel said that was not a very welcoming quarterback room because of Brian Hoyer.
0: Brian Hoyer had been waiting on opportunity to be able to go – really provide for his family get an opportunity and he saw how much of an upper hand he had on me Mm -hmm. and he didn't hold back when it came to that so there was instances in the quarterback room early on where i would ask the same question a couple times and he'd be at the head of the table and go again we're doing this again wow Keep him out of it, right? right? Let's just cut that off. And I don't have a bad word to say about Brian Hoyer. Just that did. is just fact of what happened in that room. So when that happens. So if we were to ask another quarterback that's in that room. Go ask Connor Shaw. Go ask okay. Connor Shaw, who played at South Carolina and was with us in Cleveland. Go ask him how Brian Hoyer was in that room. Okay. Go ask Dow Loggins.
3: Okay, yeah, because Connor Shaw and Dow Loggins are the barometer for all that's good in the world. I, Connor I, Shaw I probably... refuse to
4: believe that those are actual humans. anymore. <laughs> I feel like those are just There's, those are just examples of dude, named of of early two thousands names I, uh, that <laughs> could I know. with well, Connor. Yeah, well, Dal Loggins was one of the coaches. Uh, I know. Connor
3: I know. Shaw was <laughs> Connor Shaw. I know you know they're real people. I Connor <laughs> Shaw. I know nothing about Connor Shaw other than he played at South Carolina and yeah. he was an undrafted free agent or whatever, a low level pick, and he played for the Browns. I would be willing to bet every dollar I have that Connor Shaw probably looked at Johnny Manziel and said, this guy is a bleep up. Like, he, like he's made Johnny's making it sound like Connor Shaw was on his side in the
4: whole thing. Not to mention, there's nothing worse than pulling somebody into your argument yes! without their knowledge. You know, like, Hey, Hey, by the way, go ask Connor Shaw probably got DMS from writers last week. But like, Hey, care to chime in? Yeah. Care to bash Brian Hoyer. Shaw's um, like, man, he's
3: probably like an insurance agent in Columbia, South Carolina. And he's like, wow.
4: I, I love those. I love that in the middle of, I love that in the middle of him complaining about Brian Hoyer, this is Johnny Manziel who has admitted that he didn't watch a single bit of film on his iPad away from the facility. He literally that said zero. That he was zero. a complete mess. Yeah. That he was like, he's admitted and confessed to being an absolute train wreck when he was in Cleveland. Also feels like, <laughs> feels like somehow he wasn't treated nicely enough when he asked the same question a second time. <laughs> Like Johnny's Johnny's in there hungover, not listening, not paying attention, yeah. ask the question a second time, and all of a sudden it's up to Hoyer to be like, okay, buddy, is yeah. it okay? Do you need me to get you some Advil? Yeah. Are you all right here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you should get side at, you lazy SOB. I- this is why you lasted two years in the NFL, and you're still blaming people. He goes, I see all these people sticking up for Johnny's hand, like, no, this interview, he really accepted responsibility. Did he? No, in, in, Did he? In that cut, oh, my
3: God. He, 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 He's like, I I wouldn't say a bad thing about Brian Hoyer. I'm like, you just said 100 bad words about him. What are you talking about? Here was Brian Hoyer yesterday on Good Morning Football responding to Johnny Manziel.
5: I mean, look, I mean, I'm I'm on my uh, vacation last week in Florida, and I get a text from Mac Jones who goes, hey, funny, I didn't get this treatment as a rookie. And look, I'll be honest, you know, Johnny's right. That was an opportunity for me to go out and be the starter of my hometown team. But I was kind of apathetic towards him, I would say. You know, I didn't go out of my way to you know, be a jerk to him. But in the same sense, I was trying to win this job and go out and perform the best I could. Um, you know, I feel sorry that he feels that way about it. I've, I always looked at it like, you know, I never had any animosity towards Johnny. If anything, it was towards the owner and the GM who mm. were always trying to push him ahead of me when clearly he wasn't ready and I was going to be the starter. So, you know, it's 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 unfortunate that, you know, that left a a bad taste in his mouth but um you know like i said never had any animosity towards johnny and you know i feel bad that he feels that way but you know i don't really recall it being that way either so
2: Was that the first time you watched it?
5: Oh when Max sent it to me. Okay. Yeah, Max sent it to me. He texts me, I'm on the beach. I'm like Oh god, here we go. No. You know, like um, I but, love when you were watching it just now. With yeah, us, I didn't see That the full you were thing. like, uh, I don't think I've ever sat at the head of the table.
4: No, I sat on the left. We're
5: gonna so. fact check this.
4: Yeah, I, I yeah, John. I don't trust Johnny's memory of a damn thing. No, I don't either. I thought scenario, the same thing. You know?
3: like he was probably
5: like, still drunk.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, and not to mention whatever filter he was seeing everything through, you I, know, where like, in his mind, he's Johnny football. Yeah. And yet all of a sudden yeah. now he's in competition with this Jamoke and uh, this Brian Hoyer. And oh my gosh, like it probably anything, but the utmost deference would feel like an insult to Johnny Manziel. I
3: love that somehow Mac Jones found his way into this saga. <laughs> <laughs> that Mac Jones is the one texting Brian Hoyer about the rookie treatment. Well, Brian-, Brian
4: Hoyer was still acting the way Johnny claims that he acted to, To Mac Jones when Mac Jones was like the first round pick again and like Brian Hoyer's all over. I see my chance again, dude. Hey Mac, hey Mac, you want a little cocaine? (laughs) How do you? (laughs) Brian tries to get tries to get Mac Jones hooked on the yaya, on the the smack.
3: (laughs) All right, so a little fun with Manziel and Hoyer right there. All right, um, quote from a GM at the combine uh, that might give Texan fans some PTSD. He said it.